Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Three Drink Minimum. It's Monday, October 5th. My name is Frank Pilgrim. I'm joined by Mr. Joseph Conklin. Enthusiastic as always. Uh, listen, I, I can't match your enthusiasm. I told you that last week. <laughs> like he, he comes in like a game show like host. Is He's this like, new? What, why is he so turned I've up? been doing that the last you know year. No, you Almost. Yes, I have. Wow. Always Get with the, the welcome. Fuck out of here. No, you have not. You've been doing it for the past couple weeks, and this is the first time I've seen it. That's because you weren't here. That's what excited Clearly. him. I like it, though. It's, it's, <laughs> right? it's, it's really interesting. JC is back. Chrissy Mayer is not here. JC is here. Yeah, right. How you doing, JC? Doing great. Have, how, long have I, well, how long have I been gone? Just the last couple weeks, right? Two weeks. Was it two weeks in a row? I think that was two week, every two other. Week. No, it was two weeks in a row. I feel like I missed a lot. I, the Karen episode, that was fucking amazing. That was great. That was fun. Yeah, that was good shit. Yes, sir. It was good very, to be back. Good to be back home. It was very enjoyable, I think, for everyone watching. Yeah, I saw the playback, and uh, I gotta say, Chrissy, I would have liked to see Chrissy put the uh, the little slabs on the, the titty meat there, and then <laughs> titty meat, and then leave everything. That's uh, Patrice says titty meat, but you I know, know that's why I love it. The uh, you know, like Chrissy's got some big fucking knockers, and if she would have took her bra off and just put the things on the nipple, then that would have <laughs> been good. But she kept the bra on, so you said she was topless. She wasn't exactly topless. Well. Karen was topless. Karen was fucking topless. Chrissy was not wearing her uh, shirt, blouse, whatever the fuck it is. She should have took the... You know, it's, it was more titty than we've had so far. I can't so far. that. But I, I think that we might get more titty by the end of the night, to be honest. Yeah. Getting... Knowing who's coming on later. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I heard about it. Does he show his titties? Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We, we'll see what happens. But we're ignoring someone really fun and really special on the couch. Joining us for the first time... It's Kevin McGee. Yeah, everybody. Kevin. What's up, brother? How's it going? Good to see everyone. Good to see everyone. How you doing, Frank? Good. How you been? Yeah, I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah. What's new with you? It, uh, the bathrooms are clear here. I, I like this place. I think we all had our turn in the bathroom yeah. the past half hour. I felt, uh, initially I felt good because it was a code, and then someone else knew the code. Yeah. So my alone time was... That was me. Infringed upon. That, that was, was you. That was me. Oh, oh yeah. man. Well, you good movements. Yeah. You. Yeah. That, all day. I want that on air right now. Sorry about that. It's okay. We, we make moves on air. Are you a vegan? I used to be. Oh, really? Yeah. We still have those vegan movements. Smelt like a landscaper. It was terrible. I know. I know. It was. It was very shitty. Um. So obviously, you know, a lot of shits happened on the show the last two weeks, um, and I want to get you guys' opinion on something. A comic that I think we've all worked with, Miguel Del Mal, who's uh, gotten a lot of attention in the city. He's been on Gotham Comedy Live. He is moving to Indianapolis yeah. to continue his comedy career. What do you guys think of that? I, I always hear, obviously, I don't perform, but people say that New York and L.A. is the place to be. And if you move or you leave, you're kind of letting go. You're giving up on it. I what just... do you I don't think that's right. Uh, first off, he's got the advantage of having built his career in New York first. So when he walks out there and goes, I'm a New York comedian, he's already on the upper echelons of things because it's, a, it's well known that New York City is the hardest place to do comedy. So Indianapolis, I don't know, he should be king by next week in that place. <laughs> Jeez. Other than Andrew Luck, it should be Andrew Luck, Miguel Damao and that... It should be indie. I don't know anything else. Now, what clubs are there? Or is it just maybe easier for him to get to some of those Midwestern places? It's just like a more centralized location? Is he, no, is he doing this because of his girl? Yeah. It, I think he's moving with his girl who's pregnant. Uh, the model, Hayden Riot, is his girlfriend. Yes. Right, his what's fiance. The, the, the reason he's moving, number one, it, it sounds like it has nothing to do with comedy and he's doing it for family reasons. Is that correct? I don't know, uh, Gypsy. You think we can try and get him on the uh, get him on the line? Yeah, sure. On the line. Is I that... never heard of some. Yeah, I never heard of somebody moving from a big market to a small market for comedy. Maybe he's doing it yeah. for family and he's going to make it work. Hello. Hey, Miguel. How you doing? It's Frank Pellegrino with Three Drink Minimum. Hey, Frank. How are you, man? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just actually finished up uh, doing a spot at the Creek in the Cave. I'm doing my week at the Creek tonight. So. Wow! Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, so we're just. Are just, we? Uh, mm -hmm. Look, sorry, sorry. I'm telling. We on. Are we on the radio now? We are on the air right now. Cool, 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 cool. 
Uh, we were just talking about um, you making a move to Indiana. We were discussing how some people say that the only place to make it is New York or L.A., and it looks like mm. you're trying to break through that a little bit and take what you've already accomplished in New York and take it with you to the Midwest. Right. And I also, like, when I tell people my theory, they're like, that's a really flawed theory. But you got to realize, when comedy had its boom, I would say, like, what? Like, one of the booms, like, 70s, 80s or whatever, the two places to, to do it, was New York and L.A. That was the two major scenes. I mean, with a little bit of Chicago. But realize, since the 80s, stand-up has actually been paying less than any other field ever. Like, our, our pay rate has actually gone down. So now you're asking people who make the least money to live in the two most expensive city ever. It's just, it's unreal. And I mean, it's so hard for comics to break out of just being busboys because they need a regular day job to just follow their dreams all the time. So yes. what I did was I noticed, like, okay... In the Midwest, rent is cheap, everything's cheap. I know a lot of headliners, I have a lot of work I can do. You know what, I wanna just be a full-time comic. I don't care about getting on TV, I don't care about being a writer or something, I just wanna be funny in front of an audience. And my dream is in the Midwest. It's no longer here or in LA. Wow, it's huge. How long yeah. have you been thinking about this? It, it's been about a year, like trust me, when the, when the when it was offered to me uh, through Funny Business, Steve Hofstetter, Bob and Tom, I didn't say yes right away because I was like, oh, my God, am I really going to leave New York? You know, I got, you know, I, I have my TV appearances. I have things going on. But then, you know, it was a year of really struggling with it. I didn't want to leave. You know, my son's here. I have family here. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I am going to travel with my son. I'm going to come back enough times to see him or take him on the road with me whenever he's off school. And I just rather provide more with the opportunities I have in the Midwest, you know? Wow. Um, well, yeah, because your son is here, and um, yeah. your girlfriend is pregnant with uh, your your second child. Yes, that's right. And she's going out there, obviously, as well. Yeah, she's coming out with me. Uh, you know, and the thing, that's a beautiful thing too. With the money I'll make in the Midwest, just being a stand-up, she doesn't have to work. Wow. Not that she doesn't want to work, oh, but damn. the option of her not working is there oh, also. I wish you had gotten me pregnant now. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, let's let's talk about this like in the sense of comedy. Like, is it a good move? comedically like for my stand-up me i feel like it is because in the 10 years i've been doing stand-up i haven't really done any writing for television i haven't been cast on a sitcom the only thing that's been i guess forward progress has been stand-up that's the only thing you know getting past the clubs meeting like carlos mencia opening for him you know doing stuff with radio stations that's the only thing i've been good at in the last 10 years that's helped me move forward so I might as well just go with, with the door that's open for me. Yeah, because you've kind of become Carlos Mencia's uh, wingman on the East Coast, haven't you? Yeah. And, and you could have done a lot West, more with him, if I remember correctly. Oh. Right, I've done a lot of work with him on the East Coast. And he's actually, you know, he's a road comic, so he's in the Midwest way more than he's on the East or West Coast. So that just, like, pretty much doubled my, my workload for the year. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't expect such a reasonable answer. Yeah, I know. Our silence. We're all like, we were expected to be like, Miguel, what are you insane? And then no, you're like, I well, know, people, smart. You gotta I also pick the scene that is up and coming. Like Indianapolis, and I don't want to just like make myself sound like, oh, he's trying to. Indianapolis right now has five comedy clubs. Has the Two Crackers, has the uh, uh, Latitude 360, Jokers, and Morty's. I think there's a lot Along more than this. two crackers in, yeah. in Indianapolis. <laughs> and then I'm seeing a Comedy Attic, which is in Bloomington as well, which is Only close. 30 minutes, 40 minutes away. So you look at it, six. Along with almost five open mics a night and five regular bar shows a night. Wow. So that's a scene where you could actually work. Chicago's two hours away. Uh, wow. Cincinnati, Nashville, Louisville, uh, Columbus, and... Two other scenes that are pretty good scenes are all within two hours of each other. Wow! So you're gonna be doing you're gonna put a lot of miles on the car. I at am. The very least, but it's, it's for a year. I'm doing this for a year. That's it. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm gonna do this whole road for a year. Oh, and then, and then are, are you coming back to New York? I, I don't know if I'll re up for another year or if I'll um, if I'll move forward and keep going to LA. Now you're saying re up. Is this is this not you just kind of going independently? Are you being contract contracted out? It is. It is kind of a little bit of a contract thing through Steve Hofstetter. You know, he's putting the tour together. He's um, he's because he's a guy who like really believes in me. You know, whatever reason, like he took a liking to me, and he's like, look, I can get you a year of work. I can get you cast at all these places. He got I got auditions with Danny's, the Funny Bone. Oh. He's like, so you can be a road comic 
the second you land in Indianapolis. And you could do this whole role for a year, and then after a year, you'll see if you want to stick around or not. And if not, you want to go back to New York, that's fine. If, but the thing is that I love about my girlfriend is, like, hey, if you want to stay another year, we'll stay another year. But if you want to go to L.A., let's go to L.A. Wow. Because I'm thinking, Miguel, if you don't come back to New York, I'm going to change my stage name to Miguel Damao and just keep riding <laughs> your fucking wave. I'm like, no, I, as seen on Laughs TV, I've just whitened up a bit. <laughs> now, Miguel, the one thing I, I appreciate about you is um, a lot of comics in New York City do well in New York City, but as soon as they leave Manhattan, even if they come up to Westchester, they just completely die on stage. That hasn't yeah. happened to you. You've done a couple Noma shows, you've done Conklin yeah. shows, and you've always done well. So, uh, to me, I think that's going to very easily translate to the Midwest. Well, God, I'm, I'm on the air, so I don't want to sound too cocky or anything. No, go ahead. I, listen, I've lived, I've lived alone since I was 15 years old. I've been on my own. So I've had to grow up uh, quicker than most people have. So by the time I started doing comedy, my comedy was like, hey, have you guys ever like not been able to get a girl into your bed? My comedy has been, hey, have you guys ever not been able to pay for rent? Like I've been on a level of maturity longer than most people. I mean, I was married by 21, divorced by 25. You know what I mean? Like I've been on a very fast trajectory, I guess, to be able to adulthood. So when I do shows like in Westchester or Yonkers or the Midwest, most of the people in the Midwest are already married with kids. You know, they, they're adults. They're not these old dudes who are like, oh, we can't eat vegan. They're like, no, motherfucker, I got to go work a 10-hour job tomorrow to feed my children. So I already relate to those people way beyond most of the New York scene comics who come out of here and be like, oh, isn't Uber too expensive? Like, no, dental work for your kids are very expensive. Hmm. You know, does that make sense? Like my comedy's always been like, almost like the working man's comic, if you will. Oh, Miguel the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, well, geez, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about this at all this way. But it sounds like you've got a good deal. Uh, Kevin McGee, you have any questions for Miguel? I just want to hear what his four hundred one k plan is. It sounds like it's well <laughs> thought out. Right? Yeah, right. He's got a plan. I want to go dude. for financial advice now. My, my question from Miguel is, uh, how long after my plane lands in Indianapolis will you have me having spots? Oh. I could have you having spots that night. See? Wow. I, I, you know what? I agree with Miguel. Indy's a good scene. <laughs> uh, JC, any, any nah, closing uh, thoughts? Miguel, JC here, man. Congratulations, hey, dude. I wish you the thank best, you, brother. Dude. Thank you, man. All right, Miguel. Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem. You guys have a good rest of the show, all right? See you Thanks, guys in the Midwest. Bro. Good luck. Yes, you will. All, all right. right. Bye-bye. Jeez. He's, he's got a fucking plan. That was way too well thought out for a comedian. Yeah. I don't think Jesus. he's a comic anymore. Yeah, I think he's, he's ascended our level. That's how you know you know somebody's got on the right path. Is we Every yeah. fucking concern that we might have thrown at... He had that shit uh, legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's it's good having Hofst Hofstetter having your back. It's pretty Ooh, fucking good yeah, too. Yeah, I take that. Hofstetter won't even return my texts. Motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, that, that, that might be the yeah. only thing Hofstetter and I have in common. Is it just? Oh, is that? Dude, just don't reply to JC. Oh, stop it! You know damn well you return every. My, you return my text like today, this, bitch. Like in seconds, Fuck I'm like, oh my god, JC texted me. Fuck out of here! I saw Hofstadter <laughs> last week at uh, Broadway. He just destroyed. Oh, that's right. You were so me. funny. Yeah. Was he clean? I'm th that's, yeah, he was cleaner. That that is amazing to me that the guy works relatively clean and still yeah. destroys. He know? does destroy. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys want to take a quick commercial break? Yes. Come back with uh, the Glenn very Miller. hysterical and frightening Glenn Miller, Let's Satan's comic. Frightening. Let's get him but in there. before that, I got to give a shout out to a good friend of mine who's uh, plugging our show. We're plugging his show, Johnny Watson Show, which is now every Monday at 9 o'clock. He's got a new place he's doing at the Oak and Barrel in Jersey. And I think that Where's John... That? It's in... Uh, fuck, where is it? Did he move it, his show to nine to avoid Oh, wait a minute. Is this, is this uh, uh, his podcast? Yeah, the oh, show he's been doing for years. Now, it used Watson to be at Scotty's Watson. Comedy. Yeah, it used to be Watson and Watson. Now it's Johnny Watson. And I think in November or December, he and I are going to swap. So Johnny Watson's going to sit in my seat. And I'm going to sit in his. That's fun. Yeah. Awesome. We'll have a real show. So, yeah, I thought that was exciting. Uh, so shout out to Johnny Watson and the Johnny Watson Show. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Glenn Miller, Satan's Comic. We'll be here, so stay tuned. He's so enthusiastic.
Addicted to Ink, a proud sponsor of the Zaraza Entertainment Network, is Westchester's premier tattoo piercing and apparel destination, offering only the finest tattoo and piercing services as well as the best atmosphere you will find. Addicted to Ink is located conveniently at 38 Westchester Avenue in White Plains, New York, right across the street from the Westchester Mall. If you got the itch for more ink, like the Zaraza boys do, get your work done right. Visit www.addictedtoinktattoos.com for more information. Monday's got you off the wagon? Well, worry no more, because it's now officially a part of the three-day weekend. So get on board. Come party with the Standby Gypsy, Juju the Model, and Blue Rivera every Monday night for your entertainment week in review, off-the-wall interactive segments, live performances, in-depth interviews, and the latest in sports. The Hangover Takeover is live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on zenlive.tv. and choose from a wide selection of exotic flavors. the Zadalza Entertainment Network on, on ZenLive.tv. Here, you'll find ridiculously good-looking people equipped with knowledge, intellect, and passion for speaking the truth. Does it get any sexier? A filtered mind is the only crime for ZenLive. Stay tuned! Hey, this is Vinny Pastor. You call me Big Pussy, and you're watching ZenLive.tv. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that commercial break. Uh, joining us now is a legend of Westchester, I'll say. I'm going to say that. I think that's accurate, Conklin. What do you think? Yeah. That's, that's accurate. Legend, legend is pretty big. That's 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 no an icon. Has icon. Yeah. Icon, icon is even bigger. Is it? What's bigger, legend, legend or icon? Legend and icon. Those legend icon Glenn Miller, also known as wow. Satan's comic, is here, guys. Hi. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm blushing. I thought I was Satan's comic. That's crazy. <laughs> So this is this is exciting. I've been meaning to uh, meet you for a while, Glenn. We just became Facebook friends. <laughs> you guys yeah. have some things in common. Clearly, if you if you're affiliated with uh, the devil, not a big <laughs> fan of God. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, Glenn, you've been doing comedy for thirty. Yeah, it's years? like I always say ten years, but it's like uh, right, it's like twenty. I think 92, 92? 92. Yeah. Twenty-three years. Yeah. Wow. Look, look at I you am. on the math point. <laughs> Glenn, let me ask you. So you've been doing it for 23 years. Was it always in Westchester? Were you in New York City at one point? Um, I started. Where the hell did I start? Nanuet. Nanuet? Yeah, some place called the Deuce Coop. On Tuesday nights, they had open mic. I brought 26 friends. <laughs> and the guy goes, you're going to headline. And that's where I learned the business. <laughs> ah, there we go. I want to leave. So, uh, yeah, that was the first time. I did two shows there. A third show between a band and then I quit because the third show was really not that good. <laughs> Between a band, I learned that's another lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I made fun of the bar up the block. I go, I don't know what they put in the, um, the beer in that bar up the block, but they showed you go to the bathroom a lot. It was a Coke joke because there was a Coke bar <laughs> and people from that bar were in there. They started heckling, yelling at me. And, ah. <laughs> so I quit. <laughs> and then I did New York Comedy Club for about, oh Christ, a year, bringer shows. Mm -hmm. 
I had a lot of friends. With Al, right? Yeah, I did. Yes, my. I can't, oh, Al Martin is that's a good guy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's not as sarcastic. <laughs> no, it's not. I like Al Martin, I guess. And then his son. <laughs> his son slash now, whatever. But uh, his his daughter. Yes, but a, his son used to watch me before when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was a kid, when he was a kid. <laughs> And uh, I used to do this joke about these fake tits, and I, I, I had big rubber tits, and I put them on, and I go, a first station of a goldfish. And I go like that, and he loved that joke, and it was funny. And then one time I said to Al, I go, Al, um, is it okay? your son wants to come in and watch me. Is it all right? He goes, I don't know. What do you do? And that kind of pissed me off because I've been playing your fuck club for a year, and you rode my wave once, bitch. But <laughs> just wow. kidding. Oh, I'll never work at Broadway again. <laughs> but uh, who gives a fuck? I'm going to Indianapolis. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So David, that's his name. So David, Lady D. Huh. Wow. I probably should have went here, right? No, too much? So David. No, say whatever you want. So now I see. Now I, yeah, the shovel's in your hand, buddy. Now I, keep I, I don't see. <laughs> that's not Gatorade. I don't, I don't really see that well. So one time, I thought Lady D was one of my ex-girlfriends who was a comic. I won't mention her name. Yeah, you're fucking up. lying right I now. swear that's to God. Lie. I swear. This so he, is real? I swear. So I go, is that... Is that, is that Sharon? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I go, oh, and he gets up because he thinks I'm staring at him because he's, and he was thinking because, well, whatever. And he got up and pissy fucking went away. But anyway, then I said, <laughs> when I did actually talk to him, I said, um, hey, David. No, no, yeah, I did say David, and he got mad. I said, do you remember I used to, used to come in and like watch my act? <laughs> and he goes, oh, I remember you. That's a horrible story. How old? <laughs> that's a pretty, that's how, a pretty terrible how story. Old? JC, can we just isolate that whole story <laughs> no, and then let, no, end it with, that's I'm, a horrible not, story? Not if I'm laughing on it. I, I don't know. We got, I, I'll got. i get a review and see if I was laughing at it. Uh, I can't be laughing at this. How right old now, is? But, uh, Lady D, right? Lady how old D. was she at the time? He was a child. 13, I wow. believe. Wow. 13. Rumpelmeyer. You know Rumpelmeyer? Steve Aaron's? Yes. yes. Hi. Yes. Welcome to the world's famous Mola Carolina Club. <laughs> he was uh, he was the guy who booked the shows. <laughs> I think that might have had a little influence. But uh, so Steve Aaron's, yeah, he would um, his I love that guy. His best joke was um, one time the first time I played there, right? I swear to God, you know the runway in New York Comedy Club. I'm drinking a Heineken, and Steve Aaron comes up and he goes, "Ooh, do you work out?" <laughs> and I go. <laughs> Once and I take the Heineken like this, so it's like it's a separation thing, you know. I go out and do my act, <laughs> Rumpelmeyer. <laughs> That's what they wrote. But his best joke was, I didn't know how to tell my parents I was gay. My, my family, I didn't know how to tell my parents I was gay. So I showed them the video, and my grandmother got up and I said, Grandma, where are you going? I don't mean to offend you. She goes, Who's offended? I'm going to get popcorn. That, <laughs> that was his best joke. Other than that, he was not so cool. But anyway. Hey, you want to do my bringer show? Wow, that is yeah. real. I have never heard history. Um, <laughs> One guy was on stage. New Comedy Club. Is, I, I swear to God. You know what? I don't give a fuck. Uh, Al Martin. <laughs> oh, Jesus He Christ. buys these clubs. I mean, he has, the New York Comedy Club is a shithole. Like, put some fucking money into that place. It was just a fucking well, shithole. He doesn't own it anymore. I know he doesn't. Thank okay. God. It's still... And uh, so one guy who's on stage, and he was killing. He kills. He does so good. And my friend goes, where is that guy? He's funny. I want to tell him he's funny. I go, he's unclogging the woman's toilet. <laughs> that's a true story. Uh, he abused the people. And, no, oh shit, that's not right. He didn't abuse people. He's a really good guy. And I like no, how. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Oh, we do this is live. There's no backtracking. Wait a second. We can't do, we can't do the bipolar thing. You're <sighs> making some points from your experience. Listen, have you, when was the last time you were booked at Broadway? Only Besides people who book shows. me, exactly. And I play <laughs> Greenwich, and that's another... I mean, Comedy Cellar is the best comedy club in New York. I don't give a shit. When anybody says Comedy Cellar is the best comedy club in New York, it is. It just is. That's the fact. The Greenwich <laughs> is a nice room, too. Uh, come on, come on. Wait a minute, hold up. Lit. It's a shoebox. I did not prepare any of this. It's a shoebox of fucking hell it is. <laughs> Yo, uh, if you're just tuning in... <laughs> and that's your boy. Uh, if you're just tuning in, fuck... Dustin. 
Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no offense. I, Dustin Chapin's the greatest comic in the year. I love them. That's nothing yeah. to do with him or anything else. It's just, I, have, I guess, I, well, I guess I have a problem with Al Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This whole time you're saying you like Al Martin, now you've come to the realization. He, right. He's like playing moral tennis. With I will tell you yeah. a true story. Look, I think I'm, we should just all just like <laughs> mute ourselves and let him figure it out. When I first started doing comedy, wow. I had a chunk about Madonna. And she was pregnant, and it was. I'm only just starting. I'm bringing three people so I can fucking perform. Right. And uh, I'm doing these Madonna shit, and the jokes were just. It was awesome. It was like uh, Madonna's baby in the womb. Fucking Robin, you know, stupid shit. But it was a good chunk of fucking Madonna being pregnant. And I never see Al Martin get up. He got up and followed me. And uh, he he ruined my wave. He, he followed me. He ruined my thunder, Jerry <laughs> from Seinfeld. That guy got up and went on after me. Right? Now that's okay, that's cool. And Rumpelmeyer used to do it all the time. But then I go, is it okay if your son comes in and watches me? And he goes, I don't know, what do you do? And that was the point where I got pissed. I go like, really? You, really? You fucking rode my have way. You, have you ever confronted him about this? No, I haven't seen If you movie. wanted to say something to Al Martin after all these years to tell him how you felt, what would you say? No, I'd just say, hey, hey. <laughs> what? Satan's comic. What would you say to I don't have that, no. Could? I would just say, uh, don't ride my way. No, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, exactly. You don't give a fuck. What would you say to Al Martin if you could confront him about, you know? I would just say, um, your son's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's too much, right? That is, right? God, there, never going to work Broadway. Well, there is no too much oh, on no. the show. Uh, you can say anything you want. Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> I just burned another bridge. This was the best booking uh, that we made. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Oh, now, now, now listen. That's what I thought. Now, now we need you to explain the fucking tape. Oh, I have Kevin a hernia. Is, Kevin Wait, is getting is a, look at this. Look at Kevin is getting a boner. Kevin, over there. How you look, 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 look. I have a hernia, and um, this is P90X prehistoric. And uh, I know, <laughs> yes, pre. Oh and god, after. Uh, nipple ring too. But uh, pre I have a hernia. <laughs> this is what the paleo diet does to you. So now a crazy guy would wait, Glenn. Glenn, show the camera. The camera's to your right. Oh, my duct tape. So a crazy guy would use regular duct tape, but mine's fashionable. Anyway. God, is this to keep the hernia in out of yeah. you coming out of your stomach? What? That's Basically, what happens? The That's, right yeah, now. yeah, it gets yeah. your stomach in. Like, like it literally it, comes it, out of your stomach? Yeah. Yeah. The, the sack, the, the the sack that keeps your organs. No, I'm not oh, taking okay. that. No, no, no. I'm already on never working Broadway again. Huh. Do, you, do, you, do you have to take a sour? Uh, <laughs> what? Do you take a sour and peel that no. thing off? No, don't take it off. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> is something supposed to come out of your stomach right now? No, it's no. he's about to have an Audi. Oh, it looks button. good. You're way into this. I'm right, confused, man. This is I've it, never it seen. It looks fine. I've, I've, I've seen never had way worse than this. Frank looks like I've he just climbed the rope in gym class. He's like, I'm confused, but yet yeah, <laughs> fuzzy. Inside. Glenn, is this part of your act? Do you take your shirt off in your act? Uh, in general, my, my life in general, I just take my shirt off. But on stage, do you? Are you? Um, occasionally. He got, this is the second. Jc, when I used to have a podcast, our our fiftieth episode. He gets on air and takes his clothes off, and I'm like, "It's radio. No one <laughs> know why. Yeah. You know why? But he's was... in a pair of orange speedos. That's it. You That's know why? Hilarious. You don't even know why. I was supposed to be the main guest, uh -huh. and freaking Colin Cosell is killing. He is crushing. And I go outside with uh, Andy. And I go, I go. God damn, how am I gonna follow this? I go, oh fuck, wait. I go, oh, I have, I have these Hooters shorts in the back. I go. I'm going to take my hair down and put the hooter shorts on come out. He goes, dude, it's radio. I go, exactly. And that's how it happened. Like, in his brain, he's like, Kaufman moments. <laughs> well, Kevin, Kevin like, you're trying to get Hi. something in. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kevin. No, I, I was saying, I thought it was a segue into his rubber penis. That he had a prop with a rubber penis. Uh, I don't do props anymore. No. It's <laughs> beyond that. Uh. <laughs> my body is a prop now. But their number one listener at the time was an MMA guy. So I said, I'll give you a shot to the balls. I'll let you kick me in the oh, balls. Right? Bad, and I stood up, and I thought it was going to be funny. Oh. And then he squared up like this. Yeah, he... he and I said, oh, this is the stupidest he, fucking thing I'm ever going to do in my life. To and he kicks, he kicks, doof, and he comes up, and he hits me in the back of the ass. And it, I, I pretend it hurts. But it did. He missed. Oh, good, 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 good. So now but this they, is on the radio, so no, no one sees this. No. no. There's a lot of Plenty pictures of photos. on Facebook. Oh, yeah, 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 a lot yeah. of photos. So now they go, it'd be funny, my boss at the time, Jeannie, the bar, owner of the bar, they, it'd be funny to let Jeannie kick you in the balls. Jeannie comes up. She has flip-flops on. She squared me. I had a cup on, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she squared me, knocked the cup into my fucking balls. I swear, it was a Sunday. My balls hurt to Wednesday. 
And that was the last time I ever let anybody kick me in the That's balls. That's some Steve Ocean. Wow. Why yeah. would you? Why would you do that? But you well, know, uh, it's for a guy like Joseph. Conklin. He used to also let people get on stage and whip him in the nuts. Yeah. Like when an actual whip, he would invite women up. And I remember one time at Pumpernickel, he couldn't get the girl to go on stage, and he looks at me and goes, "Joe, uh, you hit me in the nuts then." And I gave him such a shot that he's back on stage mid sentence. It hits him that I hit him that hard, and he just buckles. <laughs> <laughs> it just you know, this is like the uh, this is like the oh, I'm I'm thinking Opie and Anthony and. Thinking Howard Stern, I'm like this is like the old school acts that I used to hear about from like the 80s and 90s. You know, you're really fucking. Um, you do a lot of drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Do you still currently? 21:30. I just did coke. Uh, 21:30. I get it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bathroom joke. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So you did coke before you came on today? I would never do coke on the air and talk about Al Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fuck. Yo, uh, who? I worked with a legend, and he didn't care for Al Martin either. What legend? What legend is that? It's Otto and George. Oh, yeah, just times with him too. Uh, Otto and uh, Otto from. Uh... Wow, the there he is. Oh, there. there he is. That's the real legend. That's my man. Yeah. That was your. That was your guy. You guys. The were first close? time. First time I was supposed to meet him was at New York Comedy Club, and the bartender Linda Bell. Love fucking Linda Bell. She had red hair. Her funniest joke was, um, "Hey." Her boyfriend goes, blow me. She goes, put it in the freezer. I'll eat it later. That was her big joke. She's great. <laughs> so she goes, Glenn, you should stick around. You got to see Otto. You both drink Heineken. You both tip. And you both have the same kind of like funny act. I said, all right, I'll stick around. And Al Martin, that guy, goes, you ain't going to see him tonight. After last night, he chased seven people. You know, it's fucking Otto and George. Yeah, so I don't meet him. I don't. And then... Eight years later, I think, I opened up for him, and uh, I asked, so I didn't, wow, the Cokes couldn't, but I, uh, I didn't drink, <laughs> I, I hadn't drank tequila in like 15 years, I think, so now I open up for Otto, and there he is, and he's got his puppet, he's ready to go, and he's on the other side of the bar, and he goes, uh, he goes, hey pal, you're really funny, you want to do a shot? I go, okay. He goes, two shots of tequila. I'm going, oh, fuck, I haven't done a shot of tequila since I was 21, I swear to God, so we do the shot. He puts this down, and his a splash comes up, and the puppet pops up. He goes, "Finish it, you fucking pussy!" <laughs> and from that moment, it was on. That was he it. he would he would be doing the whole ventriloquist thing even when he wasn't on stage. No, never. That no? puppet okay. only came out for money. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. So if he drank you, enough, he became. Him. For those that don't know, uh, Otto Peterson and George, uh, actually one of the most famous ventriloquist acts. Maybe ever really. Huge. He was. He's probably the filthiest ventriloquist as well. Oh, that's Definitely. easy. Without that's a doubt. Easy. Uh, I mean, today, I mean, you can only name what two. Well, there's I can only Jeff, think of John Peasy and Jeff, uh, Dunham. Jeff Dunham. But Jeff Old Dunham painful. is also filthy, isn't he? No, no, no he's not. He, My son likes Jeff Dunham. Je- Jeff, I, okay, so I, if I remember I correctly, Jeff Dunham did start <laughs> filthy when it was just I peanut. Sworn there was there was one that was that was doing filthy shit. Now that's Otto. That, yeah. Nah, I'm, that's that's still doing it. I, I think a long time ago Dunham did a little bit of blue stuff with peanut, but then once he got really on TV and he picked up, he just moved away from it. Smart, because G- you know. Glenn, this is my question for you. I yes. know with you taking your shirt off and you fucking doing all the shit that you do, which I love. I can tell you that right now. I I love your energy. I know there's people out there calling you a hack, right? No, never. No, no one no, calls you. No. no one calls out your act for for doing crazy shit like that no, on stage. No, because it's real. I don't do. I do the opposite of real life. Of opposite of real life. I just started doing real life because my real life's so fucked up. Right. It's actually funnier than the fake shit that I wrote. Like, <laughs> I fuck my dad in my act, and no one does. I wrote my act as I dare you to steal shit from me. That's how I always wrote. It's Satan's comics. I had old Jesus shit, and I fucked my dad. My how, how does this guy avoid hate? That that's incredible. That he's been doing it for this long, and uh, you haven't made any enemies or anything like but that. I, did. I just fucked off, uh, pissed off Al Martin. Well, think, I mean, uh, outside of the last fifteen <laughs> minutes, but... is this the most hate you've ever conjured right now? But he oh, did, he remind, you remind me, and this is you know you yeah, remind yeah. me of like back in the day, like the Sam. The, I when I listen to stories of like Sam Kinison and all these guys and the fucking parties and the crazy shit. Yeah. This is what you remind me of right now. And Sam had a lot of, I don't say a lot of enemies, but he had some beef. Yeah, I mean, I've just, I think the only people person, like me, the only really. person I know of that outright don't like you is Rob Shapiro. And who, well, who gives a, a shit? Douche, yeah. Like, he's who gives a, a fuck? What's the beef with Rob Shapiro? Uh, he's got a funnier brother named Rick. Yeah, hey, Rick. Oh. And I called him out on it. 
Because he was like fucking. It was with a village lantern, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like an open yeah. like a mic. What a Bob, like Angry Bob show. And he's just talking and mouthing off, mouthing off. So then I get out there, I do a joke, and he goes, <laughs> it's like third grade. I go, oh my God, I'm getting heckled by uh, Rick Shapiro's brother. I go, that's like getting heckled by the Swayze kid. I don't remember his name. <laughs> oh, and uh, then he went up and he fucking tanked, and I, I, just, I yelled that stuff. Yeah, that was good. But, that, but, yeah, but I hung out with Rick a lot. Rick, I know Rick Shapiro is fine. I like Rick Shapiro. I don't know if Rob, but Rick douche, is douche, douche. That's <laughs> the only person I know that has ever vocalized to me that they didn't like you. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, and I, I don't even remember it. I, I, as he's great. vocalizing I, that he doesn't like me, he was vocalizing that he didn't like I love like the you. fact that he knew, remembered me. That was cool. So Shapiro doesn't like you either, Joe? No, but I think that's a guilty by association. That's so cool. What a dude. She remembered that one fucking time? What a dick. Dude, you know what's funny? The first time you ever mentioned it was actually on a photo of you from that podcast when you were naked. He's like, look at this stupid fucking Wookiee. Oh, I love it. That is great. I was like, that was... was It really is the best. Listen, if you don't have... You know, there's a saying. If you don't have no haters, you ain't popping. You know? So if you have people hate on you, that means you're doing something right as far as I'm concerned. I agree. That's right. I had a good run. <laughs> JC, who's hating on you now? Anybody in particular lately? You know, I don't know. Who gives a fuck about them? Oh, that's right. That's see, yeah, that's what right. I like to hear. Fuck, who gives a shit? I had a hard time friending you. I thought about it. I said, all right. <laughs> Damn, I appreciate it. Did, did, but listen, did you know who? You didn't know who I was before. I did know. I thought we talked once. You I did? thought. No, so, no? no, 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 no. Shit, no. I knew of you. You do, because uh, I work with uh, Vaccarelli. Back, Chris. This is my fucking man. And then he's not my fucking man right now because he's giving me a scan disc that doesn't have anything but three There's pictures no on him. videos on it. I'm Whoa. telling you. Piece of shit. Piece Jesus of Christ. Sorry. Yes. You know, what the, you know what I got a funny a funny story? Remember the show we did out in New Jersey in the place called The Blue Room? This <laughs> kid, yeah. No, this kid gets on stage like, after Glenn does his act. And Glenn, like McGee said, he pulled out the rubber dick. And I did his whole thing. This kid gets up on stage afterwards, and he's not doing well. So he's one of those people that turned on the audience. And he, start, oh, nice. he actively said to them, he goes, these jokes are funny, and I'm going to be taping a TV show at Caroline's, and they'll laugh. Now, as, as more into the game comics, we're all like, well, there is no TV show at Caroline's. You're brought for a tape, asshole. So he, said, he actually mentions Glenn in his act. Glenn gets up in the middle of this guy's set and throws the rubber dick at him while he's on stage, just whips him with it. <laughs> and like the whole, that was the most laughs that kid got the entire set was he got hit by a rubber dick by Glenn. Wow. <laughs> I, totally, I totally fucking Holy remember shit. that. <laughs> well, of course, now you know, he's a girl. Because the owner lit you up with so many shots of tequila after that that it was ridiculous. He's like, that was the funniest thing that kid ever said. Wait, now that now this one's a girl too? This guy? That was a joke because I took uh, a dildo and it turned him into a girl. Call <laughs> 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 How you doing over there? You alright? Are you okay? I was picturing one of those like fake penises Tom Sizemore used for a drug test. It was like, is that real? Was it like? I said, no, it's like it's a, it's a double ended. It was double. It is a large okay. rubber dick. Right. Oh, not that one. Oh, that's <laughs> what I hit him. I hit him with that one. You hit him oh, with the double ended. That thing flew like a boomerang. It was a and just nailed him. And he just he was like prop comic. What I have is a sleeve. Oh, he called it a sleeve. Now you know what you know what's interesting is, but we're talking about that's what I'm talking about just mm-hmm. really quick yeah if you t- that's what i'm saying i'm not saying it i'm saying that if you're doing your act with big you know 24 inch d- double-sided dicks people not calling you out like oh you're well, the, comic the, you're this you gotta see me fucking before but the yeah. funny part is is i started doing props because i couldn't remember my act so i would write i have these big <laughs> notes in the bag and every time I would get stuck, I would go get a prop. And I wrote really good fucking prop jokes. And I go with the thing and I look and I go, oh, that's where I am. And I turn around and I do the prop and then I would do the next joke. And that's, that's the only great. reason I started doing that's it. That's great. Now, what's interesting to bring that up, JC, is because do you think people uh, look at prop comics and comics who do uh, voices imitations the same way? It's imitations? No. Impressions. 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 He's talking about Because Kevin McGee... Their entire act is impressions, you mean? Like, their entire well, act... Dave Seitz, it comes to mind, who's great. He's brilliant, but that's his entire thing. Kevin McGee, who's here, does great impressions as well. It's totally different. How so? Dude, a prop comic... First off, and I, I am big on this. I don't hate on anyone's fucking act. I don't care what you do. It's hard to get up there and try to make cocksuckers laugh. And I respect anybody who, you know, I don't give a fuck what you do. That being said, prop comic, you got a negative 
you got a real negative uh, what's the word I'm looking for negative connotation with prop yeah. comedy you know you're fucking what's the name Carrot Top is not when you, everyone every time someone says the name Carrot Top it's brought up in a negative sense well it should be but that's why is it should be he, well, people would no, die he's it. making more he, fucking yeah. money than yep, anybody else in this goddamn room people would kill room. for his career no, so I don't know I don't know who fucking should be and who's the other prop comic Gallagher both of these guys Which are one? fucking one millionaires two? dude and have residencies in Vegas that, that are longer than most comics careers well see and his yeah. brother does I, really well too I agree with you on the uh, you know what I backtracking I don't have a right to say that but I, I'll say it anyway because as a fan of comedy it's my opinion of Carrot Top that's right you can have your own but opinion Gallagher and Carrot Top are two different prop comics because Gallagher has material on the side of his props Carrot Top is nothing but prop and, and I hate guys with red hair anyway and, yeah. <laughs> but wait Carrot Top is writing jokes about a water bottle can you take a water bottle and write a joke about it and make it funny and yes. make it hit in Vegas every night? Yes. You can. Yes. Right? You talk, I don't think you're you talking. You're talking Big Willie right now, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're talking a lot of shit. It's just as difficult as anything. You're going to write a joke about a lava lamp, a speaker. Says the guy who doesn't get on stage. Ooh. You're going to tell me that you wouldn't... I, mm. I have never been... <laughs> Andy shut you up too, Frank. Frank, I've never uh, been told that I can't write a okay, joke. Okay, I would look at it from the business side. Okay. He as just... Oh, Mark Prop comic he's, he's, is just as valuable as any comic, if oh, not listen, more, because it's a course. novelty. Listen, of course. I will always say that. From a production level, yes. You have to put aside your own fandom of comedy and start putting your audience first when you produce but a show. But you're saying your opinion is that prop comedy is, is no, 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 no. Are you different? I, I, I don't like character. <laughs> okay. Kevin, all right. So back like a, to back yeah. to McGee over here. You do impressions. Yeah, that's your primary thing is impressions. No, uh, I, no I do other. I do materially in between. The impressions. Yeah, see, Frank, yeah. I don't really, I don't understand your your point. Like, I, I don't do know any characters impressions. I don't know any yeah. comic that does impressions from start to finish. They don't really have them anymore. Yeah, I don't like uh, Fred Travellina. I don't know who that exactly. is. Exactly. See, I don't. Yeah. Know. Rich Little. <laughs> yeah. Rich, oh, Rich Little, yeah. Rich, Rich Little hasn't been around for God knows how long, though. I think he's dead. You know, I know there are comics that are amazing at fucking impressions, but they've got, they, 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 you know, they put this into their act, okay? So it's a part of their act to do impressions, and they got cool. jokes. If someone, like, if you bring a dildo on stage at any one of the clubs today, Broadway, Stand Up, The Stand, Today they'll laugh. They'll laugh at you. The comics will laugh at you. The fucking club won't respect you. Do you know what I do? <laughs> yeah, no. I he, come no, out with right a penis though. because you, <laughs> I, listen. I'm I'm taking up. I'm telling you that you would be laughed out out. Of, do you you perform? You're getting. I come out with a penis, right? And the audience automatically laughs. It's very cheap. And then I go, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and then they laugh again. I go, I tried some my day job, and then I got a couple laughs, but I got fired. That's okay. Everybody knows kindergarten teachers don't make much anyway. It yeah. is hacky, but that gets them <laughs> into it, and I have them the whole fucking ride. I remember when I wrote it. I woke up. I said, Dad, I'm going to come out with a penis. And I'm going to go, I'm excited to be here. And I, it, it, that's, I always think the first fucking thing you say is what makes your act. It does. Are you getting up in the city doing this right now with no, the dildo? No, no, no. I'm a fucking loser. Would, 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 you, would you now? And Of course you would. I could tell you I would. I don't but do it as... I would... I don't... I don't even know where my dildo is, to be honest with you. I don't. I haven't used Under a dildo your in a long time. But I would still do it because it, it kills. It always does. So you would still do it I would it in still the city. fucking do it. But I, no, I understand I what respect that. I never, I, I respect that. I really, you know what? I'm banned from three clubs in Long Island. I'm banned. I don't really give a fuck. I think we know what you? clubs that well, is. They're all yeah. the same. Three. They're all yeah. the same. Well, it was passed by one. They fucking bought that one, too, cocksuckers. They're the same owner. John Ryerson's the best guy in the world. He saw my act, and he turned to Evan... Weiss and he goes, this guy's funny. Why don't I book this guy? And Evan goes, I don't know. You're the owner. <laughs> uh, so you know I what it is? The, the things that I mean, everything is called hack nowadays. I just don't give a fuck. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's too quick on the train. Everything yeah. is fucking called hack nowadays, which is you know why I'm big on respecting people's art. You know what I'm saying? Do you think but hack is really is. people's thoughts on just being jealous? Perhaps I have always said that that's a tinge to it because even if someone is a hack. That that shit'll be you know ironed out in the in the wash. If someone's doing their fucking act and they're getting laughs, who the fuck are you to call somebody a hack? 
Yeah, you know, I, who I have a feeling fun? Joe Conklin's gonna be making a million dollars a year in Indianapolis next year. Oh, he <laughs> better be. Listen, in, in five, no. ten years, if, if I, I'm because I'm Carrot Top is gonna be my friend just because you make said that. Water I'm, gonna make sure, jokes. I'm gonna make sure when I meet Carrot Top and be like, listen, I know another redhead motherfucker who uh, <laughs> this doesn't like hating. Should be the anti Carrot Top. Said he looked. Yeah. Like, he said you look like That'd a lion. I listen. I don't know. Have you seen what Carrot Top looks like? He looks like Lionel from the Thundercats now. Yeah, he does. Is that has he gotten his face? Has he gotten? He work looks done? crazy. Has he gotten work done? No, he he got jacked. That oh, too. He got huge, but I'm talking about his face. Yeah, uh, his face. Did he really? Yeah, I'm gonna try and put it in the Dropbox unless uh, Gypsy tough, beats me to tough. it. Do you want a quick dildo story? A really good dildo story. <laughs> Love him. Yeah, go ahead. What you got? Uh, I'm flying Vinny. You know, what's Vinny? Vinny K. Oh Jesus. So Vinny K books me in um, <laughs> Key West. Key West. Uh, Shock top beer pays for everything. They flight. That was the comedy up. festival, right? Yeah. No, no, I didn't do that. Oh, you just I went down there. Yeah, they yeah. no, booked me to do a fucking end of the world bar crawl. So I, I have a three-hour layover. Oh, there he is. In, uh, in South There's Carolina. Carrot Top now. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> He's got muscles. He's huge, right? He's jacked, jacked yeah. Up, yeah. And hot. <laughs> but I have a three-hour layover in, in Charlotte. So I go, how the fuck am I going to do this? So I, uh, I, I get coke, and I put it. <laughs> Back to the coke. I know. So I, I put it in a Trident <laughs> thing, right? I, and I, I'm saying the guy driving me to the plane, goes, does that look obvious? He goes, no, it's good. So I have a, a bag, and I put the gum sticking out of the bag. And then I have my other bag that has the dildo in it. And I get into the thing where they scan you, and I hear, bag check. And I go, oh, fuck. I turn around, I look, I go, <laughs> wrong bag. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I grab my coke. And they go, there's some kind of tube in here. And I go, oh, I think I have toothpaste in there. And he looks and he goes, oh, that's too big. You can't take that. And I go, look, I'm a comic. <laughs> he goes, I go, I'm a comic. I go, there's a dildo right on the top. <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I go, I put it on top so it wouldn't be so hard for you to find it. <laughs> I try to work with them. And he goes, I don't judge. <laughs> he goes, I don't judge. And he brings it over to the other guy. And he goes like I see them go because they don't even scan it again. He goes, "Here you go, enjoy your time in Key West." <laughs> <laughs> but Key West, Key West is a gay mecca anyway. Is it, it is not? So coming out. They didn't. How the me. fuck are they gonna stop you from bringing a dildo in a fucking Key West? Well, <laughs> uh, this has been most enlightening. I, I just I really never experienced or expected uh, a lot of this conversation. Kevin, I'm still looking at you. You all right? You, yeah, you, you look uh, puzzled. I'm taking it in. Be uh, <laughs> careful when you say that around Glenn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Different. Uh, I, let's say I'm absorbing it. That's absorbing. Yeah, absorbing. That's a better. Well, what impressions? Word. What impression? What hack? Give me your best hack impressions, uh, Kevin. Oh, what you boy, got? My best hack. Give me some good. Wrong. Give me some good hack impression shit. Is it? A, you think it's hack doing impressions? I don't. Oh, I, wish pe- I wish people. I'm going to defend him too. You know what's interesting? I do sometimes. You you go to like an open mic or something, and the guy will say, "Oh, I'm not going to do an act out because it's hack." Oh, Fuck yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't get that. that That's my point. But I think the whole thing with impressions, prop, anything. I think it's with. It sounds you know overused or trite, but it, it's whatever works. I know it sounds kind of simple, but it's like if it's I think true. if Joe Conklin started doing like some kind of like lame. Like or something that was outside of his personality that wasn't like quote unquote dark, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, I just want to see like optimistic. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I don't like you. Anymore. Can you give us one before we head out? Give us one impression. Uh, name a guy. I don't know. Your favorite one. Al Martin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> too, too soon. I only know the name. Uh, I don't know George W. Bush. Let's go. What you got? George. Well, look, I know Glenn. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know Glenn Miller for a uh, Miller for a while. Uh, and, uh, we did coke back back in the day. And, uh, he did. 2013. Tell you something, I'm feeling pretty good with him. Uh, you know, he knows 2130 like I do. 2130 is our bathroom. Laura and I were talking about that. Good band. All right, guys, we gotta wrap it up. Let's go through some quick plugs. Uh, oh, this is right now happening, or it's happening in 10 minutes at Union Hall. Chrissy's on relationship with Leah Bonima. At uh, Union, Hall, Morgan, uh, Union Hall, Morgan Union Hall. Tomorrow night, though, you can see JC at the Duo Show at QED in Astoria. That's location. at 9:30 p.m. Five dollars only. Uh, this Thursday, uh, Lucy's Last in Pleasantville. Mike Racine is coming to headline. 
mm-hmm. with our friends Dan Up, Mike Vincent, uh, Chris Robinson. That should be a good show. It's a seven thirty ten dollar cover. Also next Thursday, free show at Otto Shrunken Head. Say it. Joseph Conklin. Oh, Captain Kentucky Salty Spectacular. He hates fucking saying it. Best flyers in the Conklin is hosting it with our friends Mark game. Anthony Ramirez. A uh, bunch of other great comics. Johnny Zeta, Marybeth Mooney, Chewy May. Uh, next Sunday, JC's first ever show on a Sunday... October 18th at Stand Up New York Church Comedy Show for Sinners. JC hosts with Mike Vincent, Adrian Apolucci, Harrison Greenbaum, Crip nice. Metzger, Jesus Christ, Damn, Del dude. Harrison. Fucking you did not book Ooh. this. Fuck, I booked every. You did person. not. That's a hell of a lineup. I booked that's every next Sunday at 8 p.m. on that Stand Up New York. I might stop it and try to fuck every that show up. Person. <laughs> uh, next Wednesday. Every person on that show. Wednesday, October 21st, the first open mic show at Duo in Yonkers, hosted by JC at 7 p.m. Performers are free, but Guests are five dollars. Oh, yeah. Next, okay, October 29th, That's a Thursday. Lounging and laughing. Ladies take over at uh, Isla Verde Cafe in the Bronx. Chrissy's nice. on that with Christina Galston and Dell Harrison. Nice. That's Thursday the 29th? Thursday the 29th. Ooh. Yep. Also on the 29th, we don't have a flyer yet, but 30th. JC is hosting. Oh, yes, that's right. Hecklers, the Heckler Show at Lucy's Lounge, 7:30 yeah. p.m. On October 30th, Peanut Butter and Bullshit Comics, starring Leah Bonema, 9 p.m., $10. Conklin is on that with his buddy, Frankenstein. Yep. Debbie Boz and Mike Vincent are on that as well. November 3rd, you can catch Chrissy Mayer going up against Christina Hutchinson at The Stand oh, wow. for a roast battle. November 3rd, that's a Thursday as well. I think it's a um, mix up the dates. Guys, don't forget Yonkers Comedy Festival is November 11th to 14th all throughout Yonkers. River's Edge, Silvio's, La Lanterna, Duos. We're going to be everywhere, guys. November 11th to 14th, Yonkers Comedy Festival. Announcement! Noma Comedy's Comic of the Month, Mark Anthony Ramirez for September. Congratulations to him. My man, Mark! Congrats. handsome. And finally, very, very exciting. The 7th Annual Halloween Masquerade Ball presented by Zadalza Entertainment Network is Friday, October 16th at Molly Spillane's Mamaronek. We do our open mics there every Monday. I'm excited. I'll be there. You're going to be there, Joseph? I'm going. JC, you going to make it? When is that? Friday, October 16th. Free to enter. A beer for free if you get there before 10 p.m. There's going to be best costume prizes, games, and more. It's sponsored. They got all these sponsors for it. This Bulletproof. is the contest that you were talking about earlier? This is, uh, no, this is this is their contest they're doing. Uh, October 16th at Molly Spillane's. They're giving away stuff from Jägermeister. They're giving away stuff from Hookah Shisha. And comics are performing there? Uh, Gypsy. No, no nobody. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe. Can we maybe work that out? That could be fun. Bulletproof Coffee's giving away stuff. Bronx Brewery's giving away stuff. This is going to be a great time. What time does it start? Uh, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. I'm going to try and get there, too. You can see Conklin, Glenn Miller. You're going to go in your speedo? I might pop out with my cock out. <laughs> he might pop out with his cock out. Kevin McGee, you should go, too. Why not? Keep your cock in, though. 16th? Yep. Quick around. JC, they can Google you, right? That's it. Conklin. Find me on Twitter at PlanetJotopia. Same thing on Instagram. Glenn, where can people find you? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Kevin McGee uh, KevinMcGee.net But I haven't updated him I'm still under construction So Facebook Facebook Kevin yeah. McGee And You'll you can follow Facebook me yep. FrankieP614 NomaComedy.com Thanks for watching And we'll see you next week So enthusiastic